0: You're tuning in to the Welcome to Motherhood podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Suttle, and hey, today we are deep diving into pressure. And I say pressure as in I'm talking mum guilt, I'm talking mental load, I'm talking the pressure you're probably putting on yourself to try and get through this motherhood journey the best you can, and the key areas I want you to focus on to try and get rid of that or reduce it. So tune in today and see what I have to say about the pressures of motherhood. Motherhood is filled with so many things you need to be doing, so many expectations, so many day-to-day tasks and errands and responsibilities and just this massive mental load that the added pressure on top of that is just overwhelming and way too heavy for us mums to bear a lot of the time. So, Which is why I wanted to do this episode talking about this pressure that looms over motherhood and whether you want to call it the mummy guilt or the pressure or the mental load, it basically encompasses all of those things. But I want to break down a few key areas where the pressure is just pretty overwhelming and we need to try and Reduce it. Um, ditching it all together would be wonderful, but we need to try and see what we can do to make it more manageable as we go through our motherhood journey. Whether you're a first-time mum with, you know, a newborn baby, or you're a mum with, you know, three, four, five kids ranging from, you know, young to old, you'll know what I'm talking about. And a lot of these things are going to be relatable to everybody listening in today. The first thing I'm going to go into, which I mean, I suck at completely and I'm going to say I'm definitely not no perfect mum, but the this, this striving for perfection when it comes to being the kind of mum that often you think you need to be for society or you think you need to be for your partner or your family or your friend groups or it just, yeah, it's not going to be achievable. Basically, you've got pressure around what your house should look like. You know how tidy your house should be? And this can come from outside sources, like I said, like friends, family, or your partner. Or it can come from your own your own mental load of what you envision your household should be and what you should standard, you should keep it to as a mum. I'm the well, first one to admit it. If you read a about me, you hear my other podcast intros, there's a whole lot of times I'll say I'm a terrible housewife. My house isn't show home clean, it's not show home perfect, I don't even like cleaning my house. I'm at the stage now where I have two children old enough that I can say to them, this is your job, this is your job and if there's anything extra I want them to do, I can slip them $5 and get them to do it for me. That's how I like to run my house. I'm My husband is far cleaner than I and he does a far better job at tidying the house and I'm okay with that. There's a lot of mums, though, that wouldn't be okay with that. And they, even when they don't have time, energy, or mental capacity to get their house to this show home standard, they will prioritize it. And it can sometimes be to the detriment of other things. You'll often see a lot of photos going around on social media or memes or, you know, quotes and inspirational things. And it will exactly talk about that. Like, you know, the dishes can wait or the laundry can wait or snuggle your babies a little bit longer. A lot of people nod along to those things and say, yeah, I need to take them on board. But they don't because inside them, they're still telling themselves they need to keep their house to a certain standard. Basically, for me, my theory has always been, ever since I had my first daughter, that if my house is livable, it's clean, like it's not dirty. I don't, I'm not saying live in squalor um, with food and clothes and stuff all over the floor. But if your house is a safe environment for you and your children and your family to be in. You need to ditch the stress of having that show home, clean, tidy house sometimes because, yeah, sometimes you can do a spring clean. On my occasion, my um, instance, I try and do it as minimally as possible or rope the children in. Um, But otherwise, it's just a case of being comfortable in your environment. And for some people that is clutter makes them feel anxious and makes them feel overwhelmed So reduce what you need to do but get rid of that pressure of that show home perfect mum house that you think you always need to keep and also get your partner involved in cleaning, get your children involved in cleaning. It is not just your job which a lot of mums do think it is. That's my little blurb on um, house cleaning. Another area of pressure is this whole homemade you know These amazing mums, the the picture of this ideal mum is the mum that makes all the baby food, makes meals every day, bakes for the family and makes homemade Play-Doh. My eldest is about to turn 15 shortly. I'm going to be real with you, I've never made Play-Doh, I've purchased Play-Doh, never made Play-Doh. I attempted making baby food, I want to say I could count on one hand the amount of times I've made homemade baby food for between all my four children and I don't even like cooking. I'll cook for my family of course. But I don't enjoy it, and it's not something that I would do for fun or enjoyment. I would—I'm a crockpot mom, you know, slow cooker, you know, easy recipes. Bring out a jar, you know—that's just me. I admire people who are, I've got so many friends that will whip up a bunch of play doh on the weekend and make these amazing homemade stews and meals and bake from scratch and grow their own ingredients and. If that is, if that was what something you like and that is something you're into and that is something you have time for, absolutely. Like I often wish those kind of things excited me or, you know, made me feel like that's where I wanted to spend the time that I do have free, Um, but it's just not. But I ditched the fact that I felt guilty about not feeling interested in those things many years ago, but I still um, work with and talk to. And try and counsel a lot of mums through the fact that they feel guilty for not enjoying those things. They feel guilty for not making every single batch of baby food that their baby eats or not making Play-Doh. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. The main thing is don't feel guilty because you don't need to strive for that perfection all the time by being this, I always describe it as like a, you know, desperate housewives Brie Camp kind of mum, And that's never been me, never will be me, but I'm okay with that. And if that's the same for you, you need to be okay with the fact that that's not the mum that you are. Another area where there's this massive pressure, and I mean, I'm not even scratching the tip of the iceberg here when I talk about this topic is the working mum versus a stay-at-home mum or the mix of both, you know, part-time, part-time home, part-time work. Whatever works for your family unit and your situation and your set of financial circumstances is the best option for your family. There's a lot of mums out there who aim to stay, I want to stay at home completely full-time, stay-at-home mum. You know, they might want to do it for the first five years or 10 years or forever or whatever the aim is. And they start to do it and they are at home and they start to do their head in, for want of a better word. It's not for them. They can't, they don't have the mental stimulation that they had from a job potentially that they loved. They find themselves feeling a bit claustrophobic and trapped in the four walls of their home. And they find that filling their days with, you know, park visits and, you know, baby music and whatever else they're doing to fill their time isn't doing it for them emotionally and they're not feeling happy and content in their motherhood role. Sometimes these mums need to go back to work for their own sanity, for want of a better word, whether it's part-time work or whether it's going back to full-time work. If that's how you feel, you need to stop feeling guilty about the fact that you want to make that choice because your mental health and your well-being and the happiness of you, for you is the most important thing because if you are happy as a mum your children will vibe off that they'll feel that vibe they'll get that off you so you need to get rid of this guilt and this pressure about the fact that staying at home is a better option as such the best option is what works for you and your family and what makes you the whole family unit really the happiest some mums will absolutely thrive with a mix of both, working a couple of days a week, you know, home a couple of days a week, however that looks for you. If that works again, same same. If that works for your family and your, you know, your financial circumstances, then absolutely go for it and do not feel guilty about that small amount of time that you're spending at work, which so many still do. And then I flip to the fact that the, the mums who have to go back to work full time. A lot of those mums potentially didn't want to but financial circumstances meant that that was the best option and or the only option for their family. A lot of guilt sits on the shoulders especially for those mums who actually really would rather be at home. So previously I talked about mums who are at home that want to need to go back to work or want to go back to work because that's what makes them happier. The flip side of that is there's a lot of mums out there that that get back into work whether it's after you know three months or six months or even nine months Whatever happens um, for 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 that mental strain or mental load, I guess, for mums who are sitting in a job that potentially they don't even love, but financially they needed to do this for their family, you need to also take the pressure off yourself because you have made a choice that is working best for your family unit. And while that's working best, and sometimes it is the only option, beating yourself up each and every day about the choice that you've had to make only makes things, only makes what potentially feels like a bad situation for you, makes it feel even worse, which is what you don't want to be doing because then you're also, when you are spending time at home or you have finished work or weekends or days off or anything like that, you're more more encompassed by this mental load of hating to go to work the next day or feeling guilty about going to work, that you actually can't enjoy the downtime that you do have. So if you are in a situation where that is your reality taking that pressure off and thinking, you know what, I'm doing the best for my family and my family unit and for my children. Pressure is, we live in a day and age of social media and I've talked about this on multiple episodes, so I'm not going to dive too deep into this because if you've listened to my episodes, you'll know my love of social media and my hate of social media is all kind of encompassed for different reasons. But the pressure that we have upon ourselves is often internal from our own expectations that we we figure that we should live up to for ourselves and what we think is right. A lot of it comes from seeing other people and what they portray as their perfect family life or their mothering journey or what they think is the best thing to do. And that can eat in and beat down on you if you are watching that and looking up to that and potentially idolizing that and striving for an image of motherhood perfection that is not what your reality is. We need to keep it real and step back and think, what is my reality? My reality might be I have to go back to work full time. My reality might be part time. My reality might be I'm staying at home. Whatever that is for you, you need to try and work out how we can make the best of it because the happier you are in whatever situation you are in work-wise, the happier you will be when you walk in the door from work and on your days off and the night before you have to go back to work and so forth. So, I mean, kids turn out all right. They have love. They have time. They have, you know, a nurturing environment around them. They are safe and they are cared for. They will turn out okay. I can't guarantee they're not going to still lie on the floor in the supermarket and kick a tantrum. That doesn't matter if you're a stay-at-home mum or a working mum. That is still going to happen to you. It's all a part of the motherhood journey. So again, I could have gone into that topic for ages, but I just wanted to try and keep it brief on a whole lot of different areas that you're going to feel a heavy load of pressure from. Again, kind of tying into this too is the pressure you're going to feel to be the playgroup mum or going to coffee groups, and I'm I'm talking about either an internal pressure to to be that parent to actually en- enrol and sign up and go to playgroup or find a coffee group. That's a pressure in itself. I have never been to playgroup with my children, any of any of the four of them. I have my children have all gone to a um, daycare of a different kind or a kindy or something like that with regards to what I was doing for study or for work but I've never been the parent that joins playgroup and attends it with them and meets a community and volunteers my time and things like that I know so many of my friends and family that have and they have thrived on it for me it's never been something that I've wanted to do and I I'm pretty content with that just wasn't my jam it just wasn't where I was gonna go with my parenting so if that's the same for you Like nod along and think it's okay. You don't have to be the parent that involves themselves in those things if you don't want to. And that's the same for coffee groups. Um, I have made, I have been to coffee groups mainly with my older two children because they were coffee groups made up of friends that were having kids at the same time. I've never stepped out and gone to coffee groups with unknown mums and babies and tried to make friends that way because whether it's a time and energy or an effort, I don't know, one of those things, I haven't done it, but I'm okay with that. So it's just about being okay with whatever whatever choices you've made with regards to what you involve yourself with and what you don't. That's okay. The whole mental health side of the pressure of motherhood, I had a really long talk um With a new mum I was looking after in the hospital the other day and we talked about this mental load of motherhood, the pressure, it was her first baby and she was just talking about all the things she feels like she should be doing and the way she feels like she should be feeling but she wasn't feeling like that. She wasn't feeling like she was bonding well with her baby and she wasn't feeling like she had this big overwhelming motherhood glow that everyone kind of expected her to have and she went into pregnancy and parenting expecting to have that is okay. That is something that you can, we can work through, that you can talk to someone about, that you can look into. It is so important to, if you, how do I word this in a way that makes makes sense? It makes sense in my head. If you don't feel okay, or you don't feel like you're having those motherhood, overwhelming, joyful moments, and the tearful moments, and all of those kind of things, that's okay. The pressure you need to take off yourself is the pressure of I'm a terrible mum if that didn't happen to me. That doesn't happen to everyone. To be honest, I've had four babies and I don't recall crying after any of them were born. I deliver babies for women who ball their eyes out the minute they see their baby. And it's such an overwhelming moment and it's like, oh, this is so beautiful and there's so much love and emotion. I'm the mum who cuddles their baby and says, Oh, wow, yay. Like, (laughs) that's just me. It doesn't mean I don't love my baby anymore and I haven't grown to love my children anymore. It's just not how my emotions bubbled out. Um, So back to the mental health side of things, there is a lot of, I I talk a lot about postnatal depression and the baby blues and putting your hand up because that is a topic I am super, super passionate about. I'm often doing research on the area and projects and quality improvement projects on the area. So I'm not going to go deep diving in there because I will be here for an hour just talking about postnatal depression. Um, You can listen back to other episodes I've released already about the topic and I've got more to come as well. But what I'm talking about is the pressure of being embarrassed not to be okay. So all I will say on this is the pressure surrounding how you feel when you first come into motherhood. You need to think however I feel is okay and I can move past whatever I'm feeling And I can get help if I need to. And that is okay. I think I've said okay like 75 times so far. So I will try and make an effort not to say okay further in this episode. As your children get older, there is a pressure around extracurricular activities. And some of you might be nodding and smiling, especially if you have children that kind of once they've hit school, but even toddlers and babies there's the whole does your does your baby go to swimming lessons yet you know have you started baby swimming have you started toddler girls dance you know have you started the active kids junior sports for kids for two years of age so they can get their you know hand eye coordination and be a soccer star when they're 15. There's so much out there and I'm gonna put myself on a limb here and say if you haven't if you feel guilty about making sure you start swimming lessons when your baby's you know, six weeks old or six months old, just so they're safe in the water, flick the guilt. If you want to do it for your own fun and the fact that it's nice to get your baby in the water and do something a bit different, go for it. There's no harm in it. But if you get to the age of, you know, two, three years old, and you're now going to start swimming lessons with your children, they're still going to learn to swim and be okay and survive in the water. So ditch the guilt about all the things you should do and the things that are marketed to you that you should be doing, if you want to take your daughter to dance lessons when she's two because it's fun for you and it's fun for her, go for it. I'm not I'm not judging you for that. I think I tried it with a couple of my kids too. What I'm saying is if you're not doing any of those things and your kids are going to start you know, extracurricular activities when they get to school or they're going to do go to a daycare that takes them for swimming lessons, I'm going to put my hand up and say mine does and it's awesome because it gets done in their time and it's something I don't need to try and squeeze into my busy schedule. But take the pressure off yourself. You do not need to be, do all things, be the mum doing all things, do what you want to do. And if you don't do it, start it later. That is fine. Okay. Relationships. This is a biggie. There is this pressure of the fact that you're going to have a baby and you're going to have your relationships going to be as good as it was or better than it was. It potentially won't be. And I look after a lot of women who have struggled a lot even in the first few weeks with their relationships because they're grumpy and tired. Their partners are grumpy and tired. Often partners have had to go straight back to work. So when they walk in the door afterwards and you potentially haven't done anything around the house, you're potentially still in your jammies and you're crying and you're tired some can't understand how that works or some partners will say make silly comments that can send a hormonal woman with a one-week-old baby completely off the edge and it causes arguments that you would never have imagined having you know six months prior when you were childless so there will be a lot of stress and pressure on relationships as you adapt to your roles as parents and there's a lot of times that dads don't feel like they can do too much especially if you're breastfeeding and you know there's a whole lot of circumstances surrounding the fact that things might get pretty tense that's okay because you'll navigate through the storm strong relationships will always navigate through the storm and you'll walk out the other end and you'll learn things about each other that you probably didn't know before you became parents together So it's just okay to know that your potentially relationship might struggle, but keeping the communication open and being honest and open, both partners, both ways is super important. And there's no no point sitting there boiling up, resenting the fact that you're up for feeds and your partner hasn't got up or your partner hasn't bathed the baby or, you know, your partner hasn't done, you know, this, that or the other, and you'd really, really want them to. Unless you actually ask, sometimes they don't know what you want them to do. My husband has often said to me, I've said to him, you know, like, oh, I just wish you'd done that. And he'll be like, I absolutely would have, but you never asked me to, or you never told me that would have been helpful. Like you just need to actually ask and talk and open the communication lines, which is so easy to close off when you are grumpy, tired, sleep deprived, hormonal, and feeling like you're overwhelmed with motherhood. So that's my little tips there. The pressure of whether you as a mum should have time out or not. And I don't mean time out like, you know, hey, sit in the corner, you've been naughty, even though a lot of mums would love to lock themselves in time out often, I'm sure. Um, I'm talking about time out to do things on your own and for yourself. I, in the first probably first half of my parenting journey, I would say I probably wasn't very good at taking time out or giving myself permission to take time out roll on two more kids in the second half of my parenting journey. And I think I'm pretty good at taking time out. I will often organize to whether it's just going and getting my hair done or going for a massage or just going to wander the shopping mall or go to the supermarket by myself, um, going out for dinner with you know a couple of friends regularly, it, it basically recuperates me from the inside out and mentally shall we say so I think for me I am not afraid to take time out I don't feel bad that I'm may have been at work the day before but the next night I'm going out for dinner with a couple of friends that I haven't seen for a month or two because I'm happier I am a better mum when I'm happier I'm less resentful of being home or not being able to I mean I don't go I'm not I wish I'd love to, but I don't go out and party and I'm not out every night and I'm not, you know, all around the place and not spending time with my children. But the time I do get out, out, whether it's with me and my husband and we get a babysitter or it's just, you know, myself doing things for myself or with a friend or anything like that, I don't feel any guilt around that. I think it makes me a far better mum because I'm a far nicer person to be around because I've had that break. And it's really important, I think, a lot of people, and I've seen it with friends and family and women that come to me and ask me for advice and women that I look after, is that they don't take time out because they feel bad or guilty taking time out. Just start small steps, even if it's going to the supermarket by yourself each week or fortnight and leaving the kids at home with your partner or with a babysitter if you're on your own. Just making time, and you need to do it in small steps if you're not used to doing it. I'm not saying, yep go from zero to a hundred and, you know, go from never having time out to having something every second day, but just take small steps and you'll start to see that you come back so much more refreshed. you come back so much more relieved and you're happy to sit and play Play-Doh, you know, for the next two hours when you've actually been out of the house and not played Play-Doh for the last 75 days in a row. Um, it, is, it does definitely make you a more... I guess empowered person It gets rid of a bit of the overwhelm. You kind of just walk with a bit more, a bit of a freshness in your stride. So take the pressure off you when you feel guilty for wanting to have time out. That's what I'm. That's where I'm going to leave that. You need to. The main thing is, is one of the things I really, really, really want to get across is that, I mean, some of these topics you want to listen to and thought, nah, I don't, that doesn't bother me, or I don't feel pressure with that, or nah, it's not really something that is of concern or gives me any mental load, is there's a, there'll be a lot of things. If you step back or got a pen to paper and wrote down the things that you feel guilty about when it comes to motherhood, the things that you feel pressured to do, or the way you feel pressured to be, It's heavy. There's a lot of stuff going on that society expects mums to be like, or your family and what you've witnessed growing up, or the role models around you have been like, and you then presume that you should be the same. What I want to leave you with, because I'm going to wrap it up because this is supposed to be a short episode, but you know, get a, get a bit um, on a roll sometimes. Um, what I want to leave you with, with is you need to do what works for you. And when I say you, I literally mean like I am pointing at the screen and I mean you yourself. There'll be lots of decisions you make for your family. There'll be lots of decisions you make for your partner and your relationship and your extended network and things like that. If you step back and think, what pressure do I need to get off myself? You'll find there are things that are weighing you down. So I want you to strip it all back bare and Take some time in the moment to think about what what heaviness you've got on yourself and work out ways that you can actually start to reduce that. And one by one, you'll start kind of peeling back the layers and you'll start to feel the load is a little bit lighter. You are walking this parenting journey and you're going to get to the end of it and you're going to be, you know, having grandchildren, you know, all your children are going to be growing up and you're going to be looking back and You need to stop feeling, you're not going to feel guilty in 60 years about the fact that you didn't make Play-Doh from scratch, but day by day today, you might be feeling guilty that you haven't prioritized time to, you know, mash your organic veggies you've grown in the garden and make your child's Play-Doh. You need to think about what really matters in the bigger scheme of things. And to be honest, for me, happiness is one of the biggest things that you should be focusing on. And if your kids are happy, you'll be happy. But the other way around, the flip side of that is sometimes that happiness because your kids are happy comes with strain and the extra pressure of all the things you put on yourself. So flip that. If you are really happy and truly happy and reducing that load on yourself, you'll be shining through a much happier, relaxed example for your kids to watch, which that will, will then make them happier also, genuinely happier also. So I've kind of gone around in circles, but you know, imagine how good it would be to just be like, to able to, you know, flip the middle finger for want of a better description and be like, screw you guilt and pressure and everything. I'm going to do me and I'm going to do what works for my family and it's going to be freaking awesome and I'm going to be refreshed and I'm going to have time out and I'm going to absolutely just do what needs to be done to make me feel like I'm in a good space. With that, I want you to do what I've said, think about what I've said, stop, pause, and just remember that there's no point beating yourself up every day about the things you think you should be doing. You need to stop, take time in the moment, and just think, you know what, I need to take steps forward to make myself happier. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Welcome to Motherhood podcast. Be sure to subscribe to be alerted when each new episode hits the airwaves. I hope you enjoyed it and can walk away with a few key take-home messages to help you make your motherhood journey that little bit easier. See you next time.